Hi folks, be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message, to listen to the latest stories, and to leave a comment. Right now, without further ado, we started this conversation a week ago, and uh, I was just absolutely enthralled with what he had to say. I mean, it was so interesting about Dr. History's trip to Africa, over there with the tigers that will treat you like a uh, part of lunch, or black mambas that want to bite you and watch you wriggle in pain. I mean, Dr. History, good morning. Good morning, Zeb. How are you? I'm great. Great. I'm great. Is it nice to be home? You know, anytime you leave home for very long, it's always good to get home. I don't I care where you go. I agree. So, but you know, last week I talked uh, about going out into this village and spending 24 hours and what a non touristy thing it was to experience real life Malawi life out in a yeah, village yeah and so i'm just saying anybody that wants to experience that it can probably happen but if your idea of roughing it is motel six you probably wouldn't like this <laughs> you know really uh, i don't mean to stop you on your on your uh, what you want to talk about this morning but what about the sanitary conditions the hygienic conditions the sleeping conditions did you always have to kind of sleep with one eye open no I mean, we, we slept with mosquito nets over our beds yeah. Even in the hotels and in uh, oh, really? any place I stayed, uh, and so we stayed in some very nice uh, lodges. What uh, about you, creepy, crawly things? No, never had a problem. Didn't have a no, problem. No. But you were watchful. We were, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to continue on this journey. Uh, after the experience in the village, we uh, went with a gentleman down to a, a place called the Majetti Wildlife Reserve. We I've dr- heard of that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we drove south for about two hours out of Blantyre, uh, Malawi. We got into an open jeep. Uh, safari. Uh, it had a cover, but it was open all the way around. Okay, kind of like the John Wayne movie, Hatari. Uh, maybe, yeah. yeah. So the big five that you want to find see are the leopard, the elephant, the buffalo, the black cape buffalo, the black rhino, and the lion. So we saw not necessarily me, but maybe <laughs> no. you did. <laughs> but what an amazing drive through that uh, that park, that wildlife reserve. Okay, now when you say park, is it fenced or no? Okay. No, well, part of it can be, but it's a huge, I don't know how many acres. I see. But we saw sable, uh, impala, zebra, hippos, crocodiles. And I can tell you, Seb, when we were sitting in there and the first elephant came crashing out of the brush and stood in front of us in the road. Like how close? Uh, I'm going to say like 20 feet. Oh, my laundry bill would have been up. <laughs> I'm thinking, I hope this guy's got this Jeep in reverse. <laughs> really? They come that close? Oh, yeah. But, uh, and actually a good friend of mine, he said that uh, he saw a car that had two tusk marks in the hood of the car because the elephant was trying to reach into the open air thing on the on the top. What, of the what did the driver say about that? Nothing. We were fine. Well, where we were, it was fine. And the, the, is, the massive size of a, an elephant in the wild is just amazing. Give us a rough estimate how big oh, he was. gosh. I don't even know how to describe him. 18 feet? Tall? 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 Yeah. I don't, maybe not that. And you thought Shaquille 16. O'Neal was big. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we saw uh, uh, these uh, uh, animals, and then we did a river uh, tour thing on the Shiri River, which is comes out of Lake Malawi and travels all the way south. Uh, but we saw hippos and elephants in the water. What about rhinos? 
we did not see any rhinos. They're really? hard to find, and lions are hard to find. Really? But the crocodiles, the hippos, the zebra, uh, all those things. Now, the crocodiles would scare me to death. And we saw a few of them. So, yeah. anyway, that was an amazing uh, deal. Now, one thing I want to point out, uh, you know, these can be very, very expensive. But because of our connections and because of going kind of in their slow time, this day cost us $45. You're kidding $45. me. $45. I would have thought you would have said at least 350 to 500 Yeah. So the next day we went to a, a mountain called Mount Melange. Okay. This is the, it's 10,000 feet high. Oh, my. And it's the third largest in Africa. And the difference between that mountain and the ones we have here, you know, here we have the, the Satus that are gradually mountains yeah. all around. Yeah. This was like a big valley. And all of a sudden, this 10,000-foot mountain right in the middle of the plains. Is the snow cap on? No. No, there was no. But it's a beautiful, beautiful mountain. We uh, stopped and we climbed uh, partway up the mountain. On foot? Oh, yeah. Oh, I see. But they actually have three- to four-day hikes to get to the top of this thing. If you want to hire somebody to help. All the way to the top? Yeah, about three to four days. Wow. So, and is there a fear of uh, wildlife going up? I, the... I don't think so. Okay. Not at that point. But one thing that impressed me a little bit is uh, coming back as we were going up, this was on a Saturday. And so as we were going up, there was about, I'm going to say, 20 to 25 young people, young girls and young boys, coming down, carrying wood on their head. A really? big bundle of on wood. On their head? Yeah, they carry everything on their head. Wow. And they, they walk so carefully and smoothly that they just carry everything. But uh, anyway. Now, is all the wood tied together? It's in a bundle, a round I bundle. See. Yeah. I see. That's a lot of weight on your skull. Yeah, I'm thinking it's got to be probably 25 pounds. You Whoa. Know, at least. You and but I did that. Why? We'd never make it. Now, um, the next thing we did uh, after that, we went. Excuse me, north um, uh, a few days later to a place called Lawande. And as we went up there, uh, my friend Jack and his wife Rhonda had a friend that was in a hospital there. It was a large hospital, a big hospital. And this man, <clears throat> excuse me, was dying. He had his family around him in this room. Um, in that hospital, in all the hospitals, you take your own bedding, your own food, and th- that's how you uh, are cared for. Wow. But the, the gentleman uh, was really on his last legs, and, and he actually died that night. But when they have a funeral, it lasts all day long. It's an all-day-long affair when they have some. But, you know, the next day we drove out into the country uh, to try to find a friend of my friend Jack's that lived out in the country somewhere. So there are no road signs, Zeb. No road signs. How do you know where you're going? Well, that's what I kept asking Jack. I said, how do you know where you're going? He says, well, look here on my phone. I see this right here is a trail. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I thought, okay, Jack, here we go. So you're out in the bush. Yeah. That's what they call it, isn't and it? There's, and there's dirt roads. Dirt roads. And we want to get over to this other place, so there's this path. So he starts driving down this path. And I'm Luckily, sure we had... is there a lot of traffic? <laughs> Not None. Out there, hmm. very, very little. That doesn't bode well if you break down. No. But we had a four-wheel drive pickup. But anyway, we got out to this uh, farm of this guy named Dyson and his brother Benjamin. He's a farmer. Uh, they had a big maize garden or corn. Uh, they had a leg-powered pump. They, no electricity, uh, no running water. Again, a leg-powered okay, I'm gonna, pump. I'm going to describe that to you. Okay, if you can picture uh, two boards parallel with each other. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, like yeah. two skis. Yeah. Okay. What you do is you step on it, and one goes down, the yeah. other one comes up, up yeah. and down, up and down like that, and that's how they pumped water, what little they could, to their garden area. How long did they have to do that? Uh, he had four children. Oh. <laughs> and I think they got a lot of exercise. On they that were pump. some pretty stout-legged people. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, from there on, we went up to another park called the Lawande National Park. And again, it's on the Shiri River. We did about a 45-minute boat ride up to this lodge, which was very nice. Very On, on the river? Yes. Okay. Very nice. And again, we did an open Jeep safari. Again, elephants, bamboos, pumbas, whoa, 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 whoa. What's a bamboo? Did I say bamboo? Yeah, you said bamboo. Ba- <laughs> Well, I saw some bamboo. It was wild bamboo. How about a baboon? That sounds like it. Uh, water bucks, elephants, bir- just amazing birds. The Cape buffalo, just uh, they are so amazing to look at, this big old Cape buffalo. How close did you get to them? Or Those could you? probably 30 or 40 feet. Really? Yeah. Got are they as dangerous pictures. as people say they are? We don't get out of the Jeep. That I was see. number one rule. Uh-huh. Uh, jackal, kudu, crocodiles, fish eagles. And then what was kind of neat... Fish it, it's, it looks just like a bald eagle. It looks just like one. And they're called fish eagles. Uh-huh, yeah. But uh, that that evening, we stopped along the Shiri River and just sat and watched sunset on, this, on the Shiri River. It was beautiful. Now, when you say a river, how big is as the river? As big as the snake. As big a wide as the Snake River. Really? Yeah, it's, it was big. But uh, on the way back to the lodge, it was dark, and the driver stopped, and he said, okay, everybody just listen. And so it was absolutely quiet, and we just listened to the sounds of the birds and the animals. I mean, it was just amazing. Is it a lot like listening to the old TV show, Romer of the Jungle? (laughs) I don't know. I've never... With all those birds going... Oh, lots of sounds. Really? But anyway, so we went back to this lodge, and we actually had uh, little chalets that we stayed in, uh, separate chalets. Nice. Uh, Ours overlooked the Shiri River. We could see hippos out in the river. Uh, It was really romantic for uh, me and my brother. Uh, you're okay. Now, you know, I'm not touching that line. Uh, anyway, it, it was really a nice lodge. Food was great. Now, wait a minute. Food. I had a caller last week after the show. Okay. And they said, would you have Dr. History talk about the food? Were you concerned about eating the food? You know what? Not really, because the places we ate were the food was great. Now, when I was out in the village eating their food, I was a little concerned. But out in the restaurants, the lodges, the food was great. What is it? Mostly a... Oh, fish, chicken, uh, rice, uh, uh, chips. No you know. beef, though, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah, beef. Well, there was. Yeah, about almost anything you'd want. So, anyway, uh, after that, we went up to a lake called Lake Malawi, which is the third largest in East Africa. It was discovered by the missionary explorer, Dr. David Livingston, about 150 years ago. Dr. Livingston, I presume. Yes. And get this, Zeb, it's 360 miles long. This lake? This lake, 47 miles wide. Okay. Okay, to give us a perspective, 350, that's like from here to... Uh, past Baker, Oregon. Yeah. Wow. It's a huge lake. So, anyway, uh, we did a boat trip out on this. Uh, uh, we stayed at a place called Monkey Bay. Beautiful little bay, uh, in, again, in a nice little uh, uh, lodge there. Did you see a lot of monkeys? 
Uh, we saw a few, yeah. Did you? But the thing was interesting. We went out on a, a small boat out in the lake, and the guy that was taking us uh, stopped. There were men out there fishing in these little wooden-type canoes that they had carved out of a log. Oh, boy. Okay? So he pulled up next to a guy and got about a half a dozen of these fish that were about, oh, four inches long, five like, inches Like long. our panfish. Yeah, just a small fish. And he said, I'm going to feed the, the eagles. And we thought, okay, let's see how this happens. But he pulled around, and he stopped, and we weren't too far from shore, and we could see a couple of these big eagles up in the trees. So he stood up, and he threw this fish out into the water, which was dead, and then he whistled, and sure enough, this eagle came down and swooped and caught that fish. I mean, just amazing. Wow. Pulled it right out of the water. And they call those fish eagles. Fish eagles, yeah, which, wow. again, look a lot like ours. Really? Yeah. Now, um, we went to eat at a really nice place. Again, great food, uh, and we ran into eight German medical students who were there for a month-long medical uh, tour thing, and they described some of the rough, difficult things that they saw in the hospitals there because, again, you might be going along and the electricity will go off. They might have a generator, but if nobody knows how to start it, it it, it was kind of a heart-rendering oh my. thing to the, the care that they get there, which is... Which is minimum. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, but they do do surgeries, Zeb. They, really? Yeah, and things like that. But Let me ask you, you say to go to these nice places and everything. Uh, was it tux and toe, uh, tux and no, tie? Just or jeans, you know. Just jeans? Oh, yeah. Really relaxed, huh? Yeah, very good. Now, I wanted to get to this part, Zeb. Uh, the next day, we went to a refugee camp, okay? 7,000 people in an area that I'm just going to guess might be maybe 60 acres, Maybe only 40,000 people, 60. It was hard for me to judge because in the middle of it, maybe 80 acres. I, you know, I don't think it was that big. Now, excuse me. A lot of these, about 80 percent were from the Democratic Republic of the Congo, where there's infighting and one thing and and and, uh, they were forced to flee to save themselves because if you didn't join one or the other, you you died. Okay. I met a man who uh, was kidnapped up there. He was taken, held hostage, and basically was uh, told, you know, you join one or the other or whatever. And anyway, they kept him for a while. And his family, wife, and three kids escaped and made it to this refugee camp that I'm talking about. Well, last November, he showed up at the camp. And he was so grateful in his family because they thought he was dead. Oh, That's I usually see. what happens. Wow. But what happens when they, when they pull into this refugee camp, there's no place for them to stay. So Now, I always pictured a whole bunch of tents. Isn't that what you picture? I, would see, I can see in my mind's eye just tent after tent okay. after tent. No, that's not the way this is. They get in there, and they make their own bricks from the clay. They build a house with a thatched roof. 7,000 people on maybe 60 acres? M- maybe bigger. I, you know, it, but they are tucked in really tight. I mean, the houses, uh, uh, rooms, gosh, Seb, I don't know, the room that we're in right here, maybe as much room as they had. In the whole place? Yeah. So they'd have maybe two rooms, maybe three. Wow. Uh, dirt pathways in between the houses, all next to each other, just crammed in. Uh, I mean, it, it was... And they have to build their own living quarters. Yeah, yeah so they're going to stay there. But what about, I guess everybody's thinking the same thing I am, what about uh, the restrooms and that type of thing? You know, I, I, I 
don't really know how that happened. But the thing I found interesting, Zeb, is that there were some uh, church buildings on this refugee camp. There were some, I think, uh, I want to say the Methodist, I think the Seventh-day Adventist, the... Uh, Maybe Baptist. There were wow. they actually had built churches for these people to go to. So, but well, what about the food? Where do they get their food? Well, somehow they have people that will uh, relatives somewhere somehow, or they sell things. They try to make things and sell them. I saw one man building little stools, another man building little benches, another person uh, uh, doing sewing. Well, so the area you're talking about is just vacant of any trees or anything. Yeah, is that right? Right. But then they have the the bush right next door to the trees and the wildlife and everything. So they go out in the bush to get these things you know i don't know where they get them because it was pretty barren around there uh, i mean uh, again seven thousand people and this is just one camp i don't know now, it, it must have been a little spooky being there you know we were with people i was not nervous at all really yeah we were with people that my friend and his wife knew in fact yeah we took some things to them and what was their feeling about you as an american you know, I, I really don't know. The The people that we visited uh, knew about us, uh, about my friend and his wife. Um, some of the people, I, I, I suppose they looked at us. We were kind of trying to drive through this village or this area a little bit. And, you know, I'm sure they look at us as these rich white people, these yeah. rich Americans. Yeah. And we are, Zeb. Yeah. We are rich. But we. Deli- you, I, I gave – I had uh, – Two little bone, plastic bow and arrows, little toys. You told me that. Did I tell you that? Not, not on the air, but okay. go ahead and share that. And so I gave this to a little girl, maybe four years old, and she didn't know what to do with it. She yeah. didn't have any clue. And I don't know if I told you this, but their soccer balls are rolled up plastic bags. That's, oh, my goodness. I only saw maybe two actual rubber Soccer balls. The goalposts are made out of tree limbs. So they have nothing. No nets. They have nothing. No. Let me ask you a question about safety uh, for children. Uh, They're living in a land that, to me, if it crawls or walks, it's going to either bite you, sting you, or try to kill you. I saw no fear in... I I mean, when we went out to visit that farmer, we were walking through some brush on a trail. And I guarantee you, I was looking, really, and I didn't lead the way. Yeah, I was white man. Go forth. <laughs> you guys lead the way. I'll come behind you. But um, and you didn't see anything. No, like that. no. But you would think with all the dangerous uh, poisonous snakes and everything over there, uh, out in the bush, that these kids would get bit. I mean, <sighs> I you know they, there didn't seem to be any fear of that. Wow. And I don't know if it's just because those uh, animals and and things stay away from the where there's noise. Wow. So, but one thing, and I just showed you, Zeb, this backhoe. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. There's a little, and you, you're probably saying, what's he doing with the backhoe? Well, when you travel on the roads in Malawi and probably all over, you don't go very far, even out in the middle of the country, before you see people selling something on the side of the road, whether it's fruit or baskets or charcoal or wood or toys, which I mentioned they don't have toys really, but this little backhoe is completely made with dowels. The the backhoe goes up and down. The and bucket, it's precise. Yeah. The ba- the bucket goes up and down. Yeah. It's got round wheels on yeah, it. Absolutely. Three different colors of wood. And then I showed you, too, Zeb, these uh, uh, carvings of uh, elephants, rhino, mm. lions, and uh, all out of ebony, which wow. is a very hard wood. Are they, uh, are they uh, educated people, even though they don't go to school? I okay, mean, they I- do. 
They they, they are uh, they go one through eight is what they call it, yeah. and it's not necessarily by age. It's if you pass, then you then you advance to uh, group number four, five, six. I see. To go on past eight, that requires even more passing. I see. So you literally could have somebody 17, 18 in the second grade. Right. Well, yeah, not usually, though. Okay. Did I tell you about the vans last No, week? we've got about two minutes left. Okay. We uh, might have to extend this another week. Well, I'm fascinated I, by I, this. That's pretty much it, Zeb. But just the hard labor, I don't know if I told you, but the vans, the way they transport each other, they get these vans from Japan that are like, 200,000 miles on Yeah, they're worn out. Yeah, and then they, uh, that's how they, it's kind of like a taxi service. Let me ask you this. You're a very caring and sharing individual. I've known you for, what, 15 years. What did you take away from this trip that absolutely is going to stick with you the rest of your life? I I think one of the most important things is that uh, happiness is not really gauged on what you have. Happiness comes from enjoying life. When we were in that village, Zeb, uh, those children were laughing and running around. And when I'd pull out my camera, they would jump in front of me to get their picture taken, just laughing and and having a good time. Really? And uh, there was a group of about six or seven or eight uh, older ladies, and I was talking to trying to talk to them. And they they would say the Malawi word, and I would try to repeat it back terribly they just laughed and howled at how bad i uh, was trying to say what, what they about doing. the care for their seniors their senior citizens that can't contribute to the community you know i only saw a few older people uh but i, I think it's like a lot of places you just live and your children and grandchildren just help take care of you are you glad you went I am glad I went. It was an amazing experience. You had some trepidations before you left. I did. I did. I was glad to have my brother with me. Because he was with me, um, we were able to do some things I probably would not have been able to do. Yeah. So I appreciated my brother Stan from Boise going with me. And, you know, the 42 hours traveling back home was a little long. But a little? <laughs> my. When I looked out the airplane window and saw New York City... I thought, welcome home. JFK, here I come. JFK. (laughs) Listen, it was fascinating. And if you want to continue this next week, feel free. It was just really interesting. Thank you. And if anybody has questions, just go to my webpage, uh, dr-history.com. And if you have questions, uh, uh, just make a comment and I'll answer you. Great guy. Dr. History, the time went way too fast.